1: In your voice,
0: always,
1: I see. Always, always bouncing my step, hopefully. Oh, my gosh. I'm just hearing you really loud and clear. Is it because of my earphones being great? I'm not quite sure. Or maybe it's just that you're bringing, like, amazing winter energy. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's got to be done.
0: There's a tiny bit of light in the sky, actually, which makes me very excited. Oh. Uh, yeah, I do
1: not have such things. <laughs> there is no light in the sky. I shall oh. send some your way. <laughs> Thank you. I know. You keep saying the summer is coming and i know you're right and i'm just gonna wait for the summer it's gonna gonna be here
0: we have to go through these seasons it's all part of life's little journey and we can enjoy and embrace different parts of the seasons as we go i agree i am mostly embracing my lovely fluffy warm blanket right now
1: oh yes that sounds wonderful oh my gosh that sounds wonderful oh okay so So how's how's things with you they're good. Uh, now that I have a fully functioning kitchen, uh, I am unstoppable. I'm making stuff. Oh, yum. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I tell you, like, I'm not eating out at all. I'm just uh, cooking every meal. There's meat, yeah. there's fish, there's stews. It's all happening. Mm. I feel so great. I feel so, um, I, like, I am really domestic. I just realized, I didn't realize how important it is to have a home and a kitchen functioning. Oh yeah. my gosh, but it's true. Yeah.
0: It's nice to like go away and stuff isn't it and enjoy new experiences and it's nice to eat out but I genuinely enjoy getting home and doing my own cooking. Yes like don't get me wrong I like breaks sometimes well you know sometimes you know I will say I don't want to cook tonight let's just find something else or do Mm -hmm. something else. But on the whole I do actually really enjoy cooking I like that domestic side of life. I agree me too. I know, yeah. I know, kill me. Ah. And we are privileged in a world where not everybody can feed themselves to be able to feed
1: ourselves. Yes.
0: So we should yes. enjoy and embrace the fact that we have what we have in order to provide no, I for know ourselves and our family.
1: It, it is, it is true. Like I, and I'm noticing that like, as I'm at this age, I really am needing meat to feel uh, sustenance and energy. But that's mm-hmm. a whole other story. Yeah. Okay. Not to freak out the people who don't eat meat and that's okay you do you but i'm just saying (laughs) i just made some meat and i'm like i feel so happy right now
0: (laughs) well you need a little bit of balance in everything in life and the stuff that makes you happy and brings you joy and pleasure
1: i love it yes Ooh, speaking of uh joy and pleasure what's going on at the relationship desk of love i think this might
0: cause a bit of a stir this week oh the relationship love desk
1: Oh, OK, okay, nice, good times. All right, so on this week's love desk, she's putting on her glasses, folks, she's getting ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Cameron Diaz thinks we should normalize separate bedrooms in long-term relationships.:
1: See, uh, see, th- there you go. See.
0: Oh my God. See?
1: It's immediately... <laughs> uh, immediately. You got me going. Okay, yes. Keep going.:
0: All right. So. It talks about um, there being plen- plenty of positives and negatives about being in a relationship. However, some of the drawbacks are sharing a bed every single night with your partner. Whether it's putting up with your boyfriend, snoring, your partner's late nights tossing. <laughs> tossing. <or> tossing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> these <laughs> are real tosser.
1: Anyways, go on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or your girlfriend's different 25 different alarms to get her up in the morning oh bedroom yes. cohabitation can wreak serious havoc on your sleeping schedule
1: mm-hmm.
0: so then goes on to talk about kind of um cameron diaz talks about um how we should normalize but be- um, separate bedrooms and um she then goes on to say even further that we should have um separate houses that are attached to each other with a Third bedroom for any of your little midnight moonlight soirées that you might want to have, Um, all of which is then kind of blown apart a bit later on in the article. Which I don't want to get too detracted by what's in the article because we need to stay focused on the kind of headline. But she then goes on to say this isn't what her and her husband does, and um, the article also talks about how it's completely impractical for most people to have separate houses mm. um, and even a lot of the time have separate bedrooms because there just isn't the space. So the <laughs> so the upshot is, slightly pissed off by the title of the um, article, very clickbaity, am not oh. very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, <laughs> what they're proposing isn't really achievable for a lot of couples. However, I want to get back to the first bit, mm-hmm. which is... Separate bedrooms, which is the kind of the start of the the article and the story. Correct. So, Q, Anna, give me your thoughts.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So here's the thing: like, I have a foot in both camps. As a physician, I see a bunch of people who have things like sleep apnea or mm. various uh or sleep sensitivity, where the slightest stir of their partner um, interrupts their sleep, and, and so forth. There's people who work shifts, so there's Many, many reasons why some people would arrive at and have found uh sleeping separately to be marriage saving for sure mm. or relationship saving. Um, you know, I really if somebody is diagnosed with sleep apnea, it's really important for them to wear their if if they're using CPAP to be able to use their device. And it is kind of like a blowy machine that's going all night, mm. right? So it can mm. change the game for well, not that kind of blowy, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh man. So, um, but I, uh, so there, that has been the, the decision to sleep separately really has been a game changer. Uh, um, oh my gosh. And I've, I've spoken about this recently. Um, I, the problem is here's my problem. I, I, I can see the point. It can be a saving, uh, grace. I just, Don't trust that we are all that great at the communication. And I feel like it is a decision that is foisted upon one person who doesn't feel um, allowed to sort of say or to talk about how they're disappointed. I I think Mm. the way that we communicate around it has a lot of potential to be disappointing and hurtful to somebody. And they may just swallow that back and not talk about it. So... Mm. I don't fundamentally disagree. I just, it's just so we have so much, uh, sure societal importance placed on sharing of a bed as being a litmus test or, you know, kind of like a indicator of good health of our relationship. It shouldn't Mm. be this way. Uh, but I am somebody who finds the bed to be very important. I have a lot of dreams sort of like wrapped up in the, uh, bed in the relationship or marital bed. So, that's me and my feelings. Where do you stand?
0: So, so I I agree with the kind of principle that in definitely, you know, as you said at the start of the podcast, that you do you, right? Like, whatever you choose to do in your relationship is 100% up to you. We all have different combinations. We all have... Um, different activities, different ways of being in our relationship and that's entirely up to you and how you choose to to live your life. What I would say is, you know, you've highlighted the communication aspect there. What I would highlight is the connection. So for a lot of us going to bed at night and having a cuddle or waking up in the morning and having a hug, you know, it's not all about kind of the sexual um, interactions Mm. that More often than not, happen in the bedroom. But it is about that kind of closeness, that connection, that kind of, I don't know, sharing a bit of a kind of laugh, like so we joke about the window of opportunity in our relationship mm. to get to sleep so if one of us kind of starts laughing or chatting and the other one was kind of just about to drop off it's like you've totally missed <sighs> the window of opportunity so now. True. like we are never going to get to sleep
1: yes that's but true that's
0: kind of like a fun moment it's um you know and obviously eventually you do get to sleep don't mm. stay awake all night mm-hmm. um it's not good for you yeah. um, but so it's those kind of little shared special moments now if that's not important to you and you can get your connection elsewhere in the relationship and you've done kind of all the things that Anna suggested around communication, happy days. You know, if you can still have levels of intimacy, whatever your level of intimacy choice is in your relationship, again, kind of your choice. Um, so as long as you are both fulfilled and connected, I think the challenge for me around the separate bedrooms is that kind of onset of just. Roommate syndrome that mm. kind of kicks in. Like, mm. can you can you in your relationship wholeheartedly say we can have separate bedrooms and still feel like we are fully connected and a couple on every other level? And we don't necessarily need to to stay in the same bedroom at night, we still feel exactly the same. In fact, some people would say it does enrich and enhance their relationship because They haven't got that kind of lack of sleep that's laying on top of maybe some of the other issues that they're too tired to deal with. So I can see how it can work absolutely 100%. If it's not right for you for whatever reason and you can't kind of create a full-bodied relationship around that, then that's maybe not the place you should start is separate bedrooms. I'd start with some of the other things that are going on in your relationship first. Get that on a solid footing Before you kind of say, actually, let's give it a try. Oh
1: my gosh. Oh, I've, there's two things that I... I feel like this has turned into a full-blown hot topic, by the way. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Oh my gosh. And and I, okay, so you've just totally illuminated me. Like, that is the thing, is that roommate syndrome is right around the corner. Like, you have to be so careful. And Mm -hmm. we, like, I like to think of it like if I feel friend-zoned in my relationship. Oh my God, that's a terrible feeling. So that, just make absolutely sure that this is not creating a roommate dynamic. Love it. I totally agree Mm. with that. And number two is don't let that be the first thing you work on. Because totally, it may not be a big deal to you, but it could and probably be a really big deal to your partner. And that could feel like the beginning of the end.
0: I think the other thing I would say to kind of add to that, when we're saying kind of don't make that be the first thing you work on, it doesn't have to be like a all or nothing approach. Sometimes I kind of think like, I've got to set my stall out. I've got to say, this is how it is. What if it was just kind of like every so often or when you're absolutely bloody knackered and you go, oh, your partner's got to get up super early the next day. And you say, do you know what? I'm going to sleep somewhere else because I'm up at five and I don't want to disturb you. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing or it could Mm. be. I haven't slept for three nights, you know, go through different hormonal changes in life. I can hold my hand yeah. up to that right now. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you just say, do you know what? Three nights in a row I can't do this. Like I just need a quiet room where I can put a meditation on. I need it maybe at a certain temperature mm-hmm. that isn't a right temperature for you or whatever it is. Um, so I think there's a, there's a way to kind of work through some of those challenges that you might be facing. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't have to be an all or nothing black or white situation. Mm.
1: Okay, I like it we should probably take this up anyway. also on a hot topic but I love it I love <laughs> it it's gotten me going
0: it's gotten me going it's gotten me going so who knew oh, who knew this who of knew of course such a stir that and the fact that Cameron Diaz I don't even think she really said this she said this before she started her before she got married to her hubby uh, and now they're reporting it see press you've got to always dig a bit deeper
1: to, as relationship relationship coaches it's one thing to say something single it's quite another like you know pull them again in five years and it's that absolutely yeah, yeah. And it's own. one
0: thing when you're in a relationship, but you're not cohabiting versus when you are.
1: Huge. I can
0: vote for that too. Huge, huge. Now that I live with a boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do live with a boy.
0: Hello. Damn, I moved in with a boy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, you have. Oh. Right. I am going to shivy us along to a hot topic miss You've got it. You've got it. Me, you, and us.
1: Oh, yes. I see my big circles, my big Venn circles as we speak.
0: Indeed, indeed. (sighs) So this really continues kind of another hot topic. I actually can't remember what we're talking about. We're talking about something. And this kind of um, discussion around um, kind of relationships, codependency, interdependency, bit of a fancy word, um, mm, yep. But just all around, kind of like relationship dynamics and how we're connected. Now, I was thinking about this before we came on it. Rare occurrence, you know, <laughs> thinking about stuff in advance, but uh, I was. And I like to think of this in in kind of the analogy of a family. Mm. So you think about like you as a child and your parents. They are people in their own right. We often don't think of them as that way, particularly mm. when we're a lot younger. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, as you as you get a bit older, you kind of have an appreciation for the fact that, yeah, your parents have a life. They also had a life before you came along as well. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of all different things that maybe you don't know about them mm-hmm. and uh, how they were. And they will have kind of changed and developed because they kind of had children and, and had a family. So you've got kind of like your, your parents, you've got you, and then you've got the kind of family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And they're all kind of different. And we don't want to be massively codependent on our parents hmm. we want to be kind of have some independence but we don't want to be fully independent that we don't have a relationship hmm. and that's where the kind of interdependence comes in in that we kind of rely on each other we support each other we are connected we share experiences we share communication we look forward to spending time together but we're not necessarily kind of like 100 percent in the pocket now so that's kind of maybe a different way of viewing it to when we then you know to apply that into a more kind of intimate relationship so hmm. everything will apply apart from obviously the intimately bits
1: the <laughs> intimately bits there's
0: something really wrong there and that is a subject for an absolutely
1: different <laughs> podcast. different podcast <laughs> 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 large emoji of like gritted teeth and eyes wide open from sarah's side just
0: uh. i'm really not sure what's happening right now but anyway <laughs> you got us into this
1: it's usually know, that's I usually my I, role honestly there's
0: <laughs> something do you know what the tables are turning they are you're I've becoming a sassy one.
1: Oh my days right. i know
0: i know. gotta get back into a normal groove so. well
1: it's you're <laughs> living with your man <laughs> that's that's the thing oh
0: man So anyway, so back to me,
1: you, and us. I love that. Yes, I love it. I think of large, bouncy balloons. uh, And to have a healthy existence, you want to have all three of those balloons in your life to be nice and full of air. And if you imagine one balloon, like, you know, those... I was at the airport recently, uh, uh, greeting somebody very special, and uh, I looked up at the ceiling of the airport. You know those big sort of airport ceilings? Mm. Uh, and there was this probably three weeks old uh, helium balloon stuck up mm. there. But it was probably going to drop par- fairly soon. It was kind of a shriveled helium balloon on its last yeah. legs. If that is one of your circles, namely if that's your eye circle in the I, you, and us circle triad... This this will not be a, a healthy arrangement. And, mm. and so that's what I mean by all your balloons, you want them nice and full of air. Um, mm. And to, to keep them full of air, you have to keep putting effort and time and mm. air into them. And we're all the product of the start of a relationship. There's the awesome stage. We're so enamored with each other. We want to spend all our time together. And so we're putting energy and air into mm. the us balloon. It's so all we're doing is just feeding the us, yeah. the you and the the I balloons are put on the back burner, which is okay if it's just for a little while. But we all step into neglecting ourselves. Uh, yeah. Maybe we've stopped working out. Maybe we have not really showed up at work uh, mm-hmm. with a real lean in, and it's all good again. Amazing, you know the intimacy and the fun and the late nights and the, you know we could talk for hours. Enjoy it. Don't not enjoy that, but the time comes to start to, and we'll often coach people who don't know that there are other balloons and, Mm -hmm. and they, maybe they feel like their cup isn't full and they certainly don't think that their partner deserves to have their cup full. Well, I'm exhausted. Why should you be getting rest? Why should you be going on a bike ride or hanging out with your friends if Mm -hmm. I can't get a word in edgewise with my laundry loads? So that, I, I think for some people though.
0: When you think about a relationship, I don't even know that you think about the fact that there's kind of three separate identities involved in that. So if I think back to when I was like 20, 30, whatever, and you're going into a relationship or you're in a relationship, all you think about is, yeah, I'm in a relationship, that's it. I mean, nowadays you even kind of put your status on social media to say that I'm in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, you, years ago, it was just kind of like you got married. That kind of was what defined you as being in a relationship. And you we spend so long thinking about how do I attract somebody to be in a relationship with how do I continue to make sure that this relationship works so all you all you have is that energy and focus as you're saying is on the relationship I'm not even aware then that anything else exists like I don't think about it in the terms of there being kind of three separate identities that are all trying to function together to make sure kind of all parts of that are equally kind of happy as much as possible and it's going to be a balance over time it's not going to be a kind of you're always going to have those in in balance and at play but sometimes you need a bit more energy in one area than you do in another but over time you want some sort of kind of equilibrium between those three identities
1: mm, yeah yeah and and right you are we don't think about uh all of those identities and circles And I tend to be, I tend to slip into codependence if I'm not careful because I lose Mm. my eye Uh, and then I get resentful that the, my partner has an, has an eye as well Mm. (laughs) and that they need to (laughs) fill their own, uh, cup. Um, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm easily like shaken off. And I think people who have insecure attachment styles will identify that Mm. anything that feels like somebody is trying to get space from me feels like I'm going to be rejected. And that Mm. starts its own like foul loop. But so it is really important to to recognize your partner is not rejecting you. Uh, They're just filling their cup so Mm. that they can be healthier for the us. And nothing told me about that. Like any of the magazines that I used to read never really talked about that. Mm. Uh, If they did, they were boring articles. There's never anything exciting (laughs) that talks about, well, even the word, though, interdependence, you're like, what the fuck
0: does that mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Aren't you? It's like, well, what does that even mean? Like, it doesn't even, it's not even a
1: word that people
0: use in the everyday language.
1: And, you know, I like to think about things as colors. So I imagine that, like, say you're purple, uh, sorry, excuse me, not purple, say you're red and I'm blue. And we want to create a color palette. I've started mm. painting oils again. And we want to create a color palette so that there's still on one side of the canvas there's a shocking blue and the other side mm. of the canvas has a beautiful red. In yeah. the middle, though, you're blending the oils to make a purple. The gorgeous color stands on its own. But you're not blending the whole thing so that the whole canvas turns purple. Yeah. And it's really hard to keep those two colors separate because yeah. it's very easy to bleed into each other to mm. forget that, we used to have lads' night or girls' night and you know that turns into a couple's night.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but I think it goes beyond the kind of time that you spend together, right? It's about kind of who who are you and what's important to you. So recently I was coaching with a girl and she had um broken up from her relationship. She'd been in that relationship for a few years. It was very intense, started off in a very intense way. And um and now coming out of the back of it, she realises actually I let go of all of my values, not all of them, but you know she really kind of let her values slip to the bottom of the pile in terms of priority and a lot of the things that were truly important to her she popped them aside so that she could focus on this relationship and making it the best possible relationship and she did this for such a long time that now she's come out the end of it and she's really struggling and suffering Mm. because she's looking back and thinking how did I let that happen so then you then get the guilt and all the rest of it that then kind of ensues when you finish the relationship so It is about a number of things. It's not just about kind of the amount of time that you spend together or what you do or it is about who am I as a person and who do I want to be? And Mm. is this relationship allowing me to be who I want to be to such a degree that I'm comfortable? And it's not to say that we each Mm. have to have our own way. And I think this can sometimes be the challenge, right? To find Mm. this balance is, well, if I think one way and you think another way, how do we ever kind of like meet But yet Mm -hmm. we know that we love each other, there's something about this relationship that makes it special, that makes us unique. How do we find that balance? How do we find that sweet spot in the middle? Mm -hmm. So I think it is about kind of, I don't want to give too much of myself away, but I also want to be able to give enough away that we've got something Mm. that is special and bonds us together, kind of like that glue and the fabric of our relationship. Mm. We want to to be able to allow others to influence us in a positive way. We want other people to make us kind of better. We want our lives to be more enriched, but not to such a degree that that is kind of so consuming that actually all these other things that I used to love about me, I don't even recognize anymore.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is that most of us, if not all of us, Could, if we're being honest, say that in the past, if not in the present, that has happened Mm. even a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, actually, I actually see a lot of people getting divorced and maybe a lot of women who are initiating divorce in their 30s or 40s. And a lot of it is chalked up to the partner's wrong. I've tried to fix him. He hasn't rehabilitated. Therefore, I'm going off to find a new partner who's better. Um, But often what's happening is that there uh, is uh, women in particular, and I I know it's men, but I'll just say I I find women in particular, they lose the parts of themselves or they lose touch with parts of themselves that they can be proud of, that give them a sense of accomplishment, individuality. Mm -hmm. And they've kind of got lost in the sauce of the various things of their life, of of being a mom or or being a, a partner or so forth. Um, and they want to break free and get back to themselves, Mm. but they don't feel like they can do so in this relationship or they feel that the relationship is somehow holding them back. Um, and in some cases that's true, but the reality is a lot of us kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater that if we were to realize it's not that the relationship is bad and we're great and we're just needing to get out of prison, Mm. it's that we are restless for something different, for a renewed relationship with ourselves. Mm. It's our crying out to strengthen the eye. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, today I went
0: um, I went to take a, a treadmill into this fix it shop because it wasn't working. Ah. And I was loath to throw it out because I just think we discard of things quite easily because it's Yeah. Wasn't terribly expensive, but it was enough to kind of want to get it investigated. So anyway I went down Mm -hmm. It was a bit of a tricky process Still don't have an answer As to whether it can be um, fixed or not But as I was driving away It really made me think about relationships And how much we just kind of go Do you know what I'm trading it in? I'm going to get a new one That's going to be so much better Mm. A bit like this treadmill You know I'm going to get a new one It's going to Yeah I'm going to get super fit with that Like and I can almost imagine my life With this new treadmill Mm. Meanwhile I've got this old treadmill That what then just gets kind of popped on the scrap heap to kind of build up in the landfills now it just made me think of relationships so how often do we invest a little bit of time Uh, a little bit of money potentially getting some help and support to be able to do it um actually trying to fix our relationships as opposed to just walking away
1: ah I mean gosh yes I'm like wait a minute I'm still stuck on you found a treadmill clinic (laughs) fixer (laughs) that is amazing
0: Well it's not a treadmill clinic as such it's just this guy he's opened this like fix it shop in locally Mm -hmm. and um, I said to him today I said oh I said have you are you kept quite busy with this then he said he's got 90 repairs in at the minute so (gasps) I think it's really good that people are taking things in and he deals with like electrical kind of smaller electrical things not you know you have to take your things to him. So, you know, he's not going to be fixing your washing machine, as an example. Yeah. Stuff you can pop in the car reasonably easily. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this wasn't a massive treadmill, I have to say. Okay. Okay. So I could pop it in my car. But, mm-hmm. you know, things like that where you've got something that maybe has worked really well, suddenly stops. Anyway, yeah. But it just made Fantastic. me think, because I was driving away, we do that with relationships all the time. We step away from them because they're not working. Mm. But we don't really go, hang on a minute,
1: where's the repair shop that can help me with this? Mm-hmm. So true. Ah, where's the repair shop that can help me with this? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh my gosh. Yes. We are your relationship repair shop today. We are... Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Um, change, change
0: the yeah. change the podcast name.
1: Yes, relationship <laughs> repair podcast. Uh, actually, that ain't have that idea. I do like Jordi Lass. Um and I was just speaking recently to somebody regarding uh why Geordie? Where are Geordie's from? Oh, the northeast of England. Oh, that's where yes, my podcast indeed. partner Sarah is from. Yes. But okay, the the relationship repair shop.
0: Yeah. hmm so, so yeah, but I think let's get back on hot topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not completely lost oh, it this week good times um, good times. but yeah I think you know if we start at any point in time I think often we think oh, well I didn't really start my relationship like this can't really change it mm. now like you can always reset reassess at any point you want mm-hmm. you know and I would encourage you for kind of you know the next month or so whatever it is that you can allocate some time to just really observe kind of what am I like in my relationship am I mm. do I kind of exist in a kind of Co- am I coexisting? Am I codependent? Am I kind of, am I maybe too independent? Because that's mm. the other side mm. of the mm. um equation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or do I have a healthy balance between kind of like we have. You know the ability to spend time alone we have the ability to share our views quite freely i can kind of be the person that i want to be we Mm. champion each other's careers or choice of um kind of work and we're supportive in that do we um you know do i really kind of root for my partner when Mm. they need it all of those things kind of looking at some of those areas of your relationship and just saying is there anything that maybe is out of balance? Could I do anything Mm -hmm. different? Mm -hmm. Could I bring a bit more kind of independence if that's what you need? Or could I bring a bit more Mm -hmm. kind of coexisting and co support into the relationship if that's kind of the area that you need a bit of focus? Oh
1: gosh, that's so true. And that may be a whole other thing of, uh, identifying if you are the person who may want to be more, uh, interdependent. Mm. mm-hmm yeah because that can be really terrifying it can feel yeah. like I'm losing my identity uh yeah y- yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. can be very scary yeah huh interesting okay well that's got us started I love it because that that is a segue on to the uh codependence interdependence that's exactly it those are our circles
0: mm.
1: very nice all right all I right. can see Anna is thoughtful I Would am I have like to
0: think about a question perhaps yes let's go <laughs> question my partner is dying and they don't have long left to live they have come up with this crazy idea that i should hook up with their best friend Mm. i can't even think about being with anybody else other than my gorgeous partner but they are really pushing hard for this oh well Mm. okay well first of all i'd like to say i'm really sorry that you're in this situation Mm. um i think it's one of the kind of hardest challenges to face in a relationship is to have a partner that is sadly passing away or you know that they Mm -hmm. you know don't have long left in this world so that in itself like you know i sincerely feel for you because it's Mm uh you know it must be a terribly tough time yeah and then to have this overlay this kind of responsibility almost you've got this kind of last dying wish that's been made On top of that, I just
1: can't even Mm -hmm. begin to understand what that does to your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is not the thing that we imagined when we got together or if we took vows together. We did not think about this on that day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't think as human beings we're great at um, kind of dealing with death, handling death. Like, Mm. I think that we really see it as... um, something that shouldn't happen to us Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know you know like we we put so much time energy investment research that happens into how can we as human beings live as long as possible and if you look at the kind of you know the average mortality rates are increasing kind of year on year Mm -hmm. and we um we just continue to want to be around forever as human Mm -hmm. beings Mm -hmm. so i think this kind of particular situation is very tricky. It would sound to me like this couple, I mean there aren't any kind of ages or things kind of defined on there but I would it sounds to me like it's not something that is kind of happening to somebody who's kind of had a very, you know, a great long time together. Mm-hmm. Um so I can understand from that perspective that we if you're the person that is sadly dying that you are going to want to take some comfort in the fact that your partner is going to kind of, you know, continue to have a life and um, and be happy after mm-hmm. you, um, you know, kind of leave earth.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, the, I, I imagine it's extremely complicated. There may mm. be that, there may be um, like really complicated emotions, like it's unbearable to think about your partner with somebody else. So you want to orchestrate or matchmake. Oh, yeah. Because you feel, well, it's inevitable, so it might as well be somebody of my choosing under my nose, yeah, so that I'm not left wondering, yeah, very, very complicated, yeah, it is. You know, the uh, hard thing is for the person who is passing away, uh, who is palliative, um, the thing is, like, this is the crazy thing, you don't have a say. In what's mm. going to happen with your, par- your partner's life, and it's so weird no, to imagine that you're you're not going to be around. You don't know, mm. uh, and that and that's the unbearable part of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, your partner is going to go on without you, and uh, yeah. and will make their own choices. And that, mm. I mean, that alone is overwhelming. I, I, you know, there, there's no grace. Yes. There's no points for grace at this time. I mean, yeah. what's happening in this in this situation is all the messy, muddled emotions that come out Mm. in really non-elegant ways. Yeah, yeah. I think,
0: you know, there may be a bit of kind of need for control here. As you say, like, I can't control anything else that's happening to me right now, but if I could just control this bit, then I'm going to feel like I've kind of, um, you know, finished on a good note and kind of tied up some loose ends there. And I feel like it's, you know... I've got a bit of kind of, I've got a bit of, I guess, closure for myself mm. in that I know that kind of how things are going to play out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the crappy thing, though, is that, well, you don't know if your partner is going to be attracted to this person you're trying to make them mm. uh, with. Uh, maybe they would be attracted to them down the road, but probably not right now. Um, and that's the thing, right? So
0: the partner who is kind of there and and... Trying to deal and process with this, the person that's written in, you know, they are in a terrible situation. Mm -hmm. Because on one hand, I don't want to disappoint my kind of last my partner's last time wish, but on another hand, like you're still here right now. I can't even. I haven't even grieved. Like you probably just.
1: Yeah, and you're still being a caregiver, right? Yeah, at the bedside.
0: You're still. Yeah, yeah. You're there. You want to be kind of hundred percent in your in your partner's life and for as long as possible until kind of such a point you know that that's not possible Mm -hmm. so there's this kind of stages don't we we need to go through stages we need to be able to um I would imagine at the minute it is about kind of how do I function day to day how do I Mm -hmm. get spend as much time as possible how do we make this the the most pleasurable experience it can be right now based Mm -hmm. on the situation then after that you know, you've got all the arrangements that need to be made. So that keeps you again fully functioning, fully focused. And then comes kind of the grieving process. And I can't I can't even begin to think about anything else outside of that imme- those immediate needs that are cropping up.
1: Yeah, that I mean that's true. Is uh well actually maybe just jumping ahead, but probably the most loving thing that you could tell to your dying partner is, I love that you're thinking about me. That's mm. why I love you, but I will take a very long time to get over you. Those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, I'm. What I can tell you is that I will be okay, and I'm going to make yeah. it my mission to be okay so that wherever you mm. are, you can be rest assured yeah. that I'll never get over you, but I will also be happy and okay. But yeah. I will not be able to hook up with somebody right now. <laughs> In time, you know, after I have spent a lot of time thinking about you and grieving you, I will uh, open myself up for happiness one day. Yeah. I think that yeah. that would be ah uh, probably. I mean, it's I just, think that's
0: all you can say yeah. in the
1: situation, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, very sad situation, and it's it's crazy. You know, what's crazy is that you know we are on the cusp of losing somebody, and this is also a time where we'll get into big arguments, right? Mm. Because there's so much yeah. stress and so much sadness and, and mixed emotions that like this can make mm. people get into a big row with each other, which seems yeah. like the opposite thing that you want to do with somebody who you have such pressure, you know, little time with. But it, yeah. it's a very normal reaction for this for this mm. to actually provoke a lot of anger. So this not uncommonly happens. It's a very common conversation that happens Mm. around the time of terminal illness. Uh, and it's very easy to get frustrated and lose your temper and, and get angry. But, um, at the end of the day, it's, it's coming from a desperate love that has no ability to see through the intent. Yeah. And it's, it's the the messy it's us being messy at the end of our lives and and it's uh yeah
0: i think you can absolutely see the positive intent in it it's it is my desire for you to be happy okay um you know you have my blessing to continue and kind of all, all of those things this just kind of takes it a little step further in that, you know, I can see that you'd be great together. <laughs> I'm sure in the kind of, you know, in, in the person that's um, that's dying, I'm sure that it makes perfect sense to
1: them. Well, and also uh, they don't want to see their partner even have a day of grief. You know, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice yeah. for your partner mm. to be able to go from one relationship smoothly to another without a yeah. seam, without a seam yeah. and just go I mean actually I mean honestly I I suppose that is part of our love for each other we can't bear to think of each other as unhappy yeah 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 absolutely
0: yeah well Ah. I wish you the best of luck navigating this um tricky time um enjoy the moments that you've got left as much as possible they are undoubtedly precious
1: uh indeed indeed and everything, even though it doesn't sound like it, everything is coming from love—desperate love, desperate love yeah. beautiful love. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I am quite, pon- yeah, quite the quite the weak. I'm pondering relationship uh, fix-it shop, repair shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to think about 96, uh, you know, well, if it's not, uh, uh treadmills, then it would be 96 relationships all lined cued, up waiting for their, queued up for, up for yes. their spare parts. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And
0: that's what we're here for. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. We're not giving up because, oh man, you get that, that, um, oldie but goodie machine started back up again. Yeah. Oh, it's got so much, there's so, you know. The 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 machines that were built a while ago have so much more quality to them, right? Mm. We can say yes. that. Same as the relationship we're in now. It has so much more quality than the old, the new stuff at, the, mm. at H&M.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well.
1: I think it's sign-off time. I think it might be, yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put some dinner on time.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. All right. Till next time. Thank you. And till next time.